0: More recently, I've been noticing some changes within myself. I've been noticing that I need to make some changes as well to respond to the changes I'm noticing. One example is that I'm noticing that I need to slow down. I don't know. We go through periods of our life where we feel like we need to race. I don't know. Maybe you've never even had one of those. We're all different, but I, I sure have. And then I have these periods in my life where I feel like I really need to just have more time to myself and slow down. But no matter what I do, at least what I was doing before, it wasn't working, even though I was noticing it, I was very in tune with it. But what I feel like at this point in my life is I really need to pay even more attention to those emotions. And as I've been doing that, um, it's been amazing and I want to talk to you about that today just trusting the journey slowing down and connecting with yourself let's go Assalamu alaykum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. And if you are new here, welcome, welcome to the family. And if you are old-time listener, or loyal listener, thank you so much. Um you guys send me beautiful messages and connecting with you weekly means everything to me. Um Wanted to say also that I promised that in all these podcasts from now on, I would start giving more shout outs. So I want to give one shout out to Diamond. Thank you so much for your recent um, DM for me. It was really, really heartfelt and to hear your story, to hear what you're struggling through and to um, feel like you're reaching out to me to be part of that struggle with you and help you with it is a complete honor. So Jazakum Allahu And one last one is to um, Sarah. Sarah, thank you so much for giving me, um, the beautiful message and invite. Um, I will be getting back to you very shortly, but I really, really loved everything that you said. And I want to thank you again for making me a part of your world. So, um, inshallah, sometimes people DM me, sometimes people leave me reviews on Apple or wherever. Um, I go through all them and I get back to them personally, but sometimes I will be shouting you out here. So Khairan for all of your love and constant reaching out and connecting with me. So today I wanted to do something a little different. And if you're new to the podcast, we do all types of life hacks and this and that, but I don't know why. Um, I recently took a trip to, um, overseas. As you guys know, I tend to do this in the summer, just falls that way. It's not because it's a summer trip or a vacation. It just always something in life happens. I think last year I had some surgery this year. Um, and I think the year before I had something medically related as well. This year it was a family, um, wedding and event. And then we decided, um, we were trying to also go to London. Um, So by the way, I felt so horribly because I had connected with so many of you I was really excited to actually meet with so many of you. We have a lot of listeners in the UK, particularly in London, and um, was so excited. But other than a I don't know what it is, British Airways, they canceled our tickets. And some of you had sent me some um, things I could do, but I think I had, they had reached me a bit too late. And um, you yeah, had the tickets to rebook where I'm talking ridiculous, like $6,000, not from the US, from wherever we were going to be overseas. So long story short, um, I couldn't do it. And we tried, and my husband tried and then he got to the point where he was like, I think if we continue to try to book this, it's forcing it. I think we're not accepting Qadr. And we did. We said, okay, yeah, you're right. And so then we said, he, "Like, what about if on the way we we stopped at the Kaaba and we, we made Amra? I said, subhanAllah, maybe that's what we're meant for right now. And I really think at this point, it was. At the time, I was super bummed. I'm going to be honest, because I really was excited to go there and meet so many of you. I got a lot of responses. And So many beautiful suggestions of places we would meet. And I actually still intend to do all that. So just shout out to those women. I wanted to just say that I was really, really grateful for every single person. And um, especially Layla. I know Layla, you've been helping me a lot. So I wanted to give you a personal shout out. Just giving me tons of support. And um, so and her sister. (laughs) al khair. And so anyway, alhamdulillah. I said, let's go. And so what I want to stop here and pause here in the podcast and say, um, sometimes things in your life can feel like, gosh, nothing's working out. I'm trying really hard. There's no reason why this shouldn't work out. If anything, only positive things will come out of it. Why is this not working out for me? Being on this earth long enough, (laughs) I just have to stay mindful in that moment and remind myself that there's a reason I don't know why. So apparently, if I can look in hindsight now, and I'm sure I'll see it even more later on in life, Allahu alam, first of all, um, there was a crazy heat wave in, uh, in London. I mean, it might still be going on. And then subhanAllah, you know, maybe it wasn't meant for us due to all the things going on there. And, um, you know, the the prime minister stepping down. I got a lot of different vibes from people not to go there anyway. That's not why I didn't go. But who knows, Allahu alam. But the other thing is, on a positive vibe, is that Umrah was just so amazing and I want to say this for people who want to go to Umrah and people who want to go to Hajj because it was hysterical. I had women who were there before me and women who were there after me, following behind me, not like they were following me, but we all just happened to stagger and like miss each other by a day although shout out to sister Fatima I did meet one of our team members there she lives in Dubai and her parents are in Jeddah and so we just happened to I'm flying out of Jeddah on the last day we coordinated we met each other in the Haram in Makkah it was so beautiful as sisters that have only met online she's a team member I, I was with us but only online and I met her in person hugged her met her kids we exchanged gifts it was just so so beautiful and then we ended up going to eat in her parents house and I want to say something about about sisterhood. This is a woman who I've been working with for at least a year now or something and and uh, we never met in person. But the, because we have so much love for all you women out there, and we work together every day, she's one of our administrators that helps us. And we do this out of love. When we met in person, it was just like we knew each other forever, like old souls. And I feel that way with so many of you. I feel like many of you are like, You get on a consultation call with me and you're like... Um, I start to tell you about something and you're like, yeah, I already know your whole life. I listened to your podcast for two years. And I'm like, oh, but they're like, I feel like I know you so well. And I'm like, yeah. So it's like, I'm sure if all of us met, which I intend to in the future, because we're going to do meetups and things. We're planning a lot in the background. You guys have no idea, but things take time and all in good time, right? So anyway, you don't know sometimes in life why things are working out, but sometimes it's for the better. So here I am. I end up in Amra. I met one of our beautiful team members, but more than that, I went on an internal spiritual detox I would say. And in all my reflection there was a lot of bic and a lot of tauba and a lot of gratitude because no matter what we think we're doing good enough in this life not until you silence yourself to the point of just we made it so our only job every day was to do ibadah. Yes, we had to do some shopping for family. I had a long list of desires people wanted from me. But at the end of the day, we prayed almost all five prayers every day in the haram for days and days. And it gets you into this rhythm with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what I wanted to say about people who are going there, just to get back to that, I had one sister, she came back and she said, you know what? It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. People were kind of rough there and rude. And it was, I I thought it was going to be this like, holy experience. And it was kind of disappointing. And what I want to say to that and suggestion to people who are thinking to go, here's the thing. Makkah is like a microcosm of the world. It is like you're walking into a small version of the bigger dunya where you will be tested. Your patience will be tested. You will encounter all types of people. Some of the most loving people in the world. I met a woman next to me who I couldn't speak her language. She couldn't speak my language, but... As soon as I sat, I'm getting all choked up thinking about her. As soon as I sat next to her, she offered me tea and she offered me dates and she wanted to ask me how I was, but she couldn't. And she hugged me and we prayed next to each other. Then we held hands and we, I don't even know her name. You know, it was just so beautiful. And even like uh, the women, you know, that like the, the women that guard the doors when you go into the the Masjid Nebawi of the Prophet, peace be upon him, or in Makkah, in, you know, I'm talking about Medina versus Makkah, the same. The women are actually so kind. Um, there was a point where I didn't know I, I couldn't. By the way, you cannot bring devices, certain devices into the haram. And I didn't know that. And I was there with my kids and it was so crowded if I was to get disconnected from them at that point. We would have lost somebody, and she saw that, and she saw the distress in my face, and she um, she only spoke, you know, out of me, but at the end of the day, um, we communicated with, communicated with each other that she said I had, like, a laptop or an iPad or something I wasn't supposed to have, and I didn't know. I didn't know, so just FYI. And she was just so sweet and kind, and she was really understanding. However, if you encounter the Saudi soldiers in the Haram, you'll have an entirely different experience. They're extremely rough. I don't want to use the word heartless, um, yeah, a lot of sisters were taken back by that. But you know what? They have a really tough job. Also, I will say, you have people from all over the world. They don't want to follow rules. They don't speak the same language. They do use a bit of brute force. And so um, I will say it's it's for the good of all. But yes, I, I understand if that's hard. So these are the things, like when you go there, you have to find peace within yourself. Now, actually, today, ironically, I'm doing an entire... Um, with the women inside of Thrive, I'm going to do um, a revert class. And in that revert class, I'm actually going to open up all the video and show them. I actually, while I was in there, I was um, thinking of them and I made them an entire tour. I was like, look, this is where, inshallah, you're going to do this. And this is when you go there, you're going to get to see that. Make sure you do this. And so I, I didn't do it during my umrah. I did it after. But You know, these experiences in life that we go through, even something like Amr Arhaj, I don't want you to think it's going to be an easy ride. When you go to do your exams, when you go to do anything, it's not the best of our life doesn't come from ease. I'll tell you that. But what's really important that I'm noticing now that I want to share with you is this extreme need that I have to slow down. I don't know what it is about me. Maybe it's in my age of where I am, but I'm feeling this need that I need to pay more attention to myself and every single thing I'm doing at an even greater focus. And so in coming back after my little mini detoxification, because I had connected with myself, I feel that. And some people don't feel that, or they don't know how to feel that because they're not connecting with themselves, themselves, and because they don't know how to connect with themselves, they, they are, not doing it. But they're just like, oh, but that sounds great. I wish I could do that. So let me say the first thing that's really important for you to do that, and it's not hard at all. You didn't have to go to the haram. You didn't have to. Pray there in jamaat for prayers upon prayers, even though it is extremely beneficial and nice. Um, What I want to say is this is really something anyone can do. Sitting alone with yourself and talking to Allah. When I was 16 alone in my room, that's what I did. That's what I did. And he guided me to some of the best, best teachers and scholars that I sat under and they lived nowhere near anywhere. I'm, I'm old enough to not to be pre-YouTube, okay? Yes, I am. So what happened was we didn't have that stuff where I could look up where this person was and that and who that person is. Everything was me going to the library and books. So at the end of the day, my point is, my dua, it crossed towns and cities. And a lot connected me with the most like he sent me to the best people like if there was a group of a thousand he found the best two in there and he sent. i'm not even joking because i didn't know that till later i just was like oh i met a new sister now i find out later these are the best most active most um islamically focused women in the entire community there and i'm speaking specifically of brooklyn where it took me to when i was in the outskirts in the suburbs at the time when i had made the da if you know new York City. And so at the end of the day, my point to you is I would sit alone What in the time of like Qiyam um, al-Layl, in the deep night. And it could be something for you like waking up before Fajr, or maybe if you're a, a night owl, which I don't suggest. It's always good to go to bed early like the Sunnah and wake up early, but there's a time of Barakah in the morning, like you guys know from my morning routine. Um, if you ever want to see, by the way, if you're new, what I do in the morning and the evening routine, it's, in, uh, it's on YouTube if you go to Mindful Muslimah. So at the end of the day, I was doing a lot of that. And I was talking to a lot, just pouring my feelings out, just talking totally normally. And that's what I would say you could do as well. Yes, I was making da'a, but mostly for guidance, mostly for help me to, to learn, to do this. I don't know what to do about that. I know this is wrong, but I don't know how to fix it. Very, very earnest, honest conversations. And what I realized in the haram when I was doing that, after doing this for many, 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 many years... As Alas said, time is precious, and you're doing great work, type of thing. But you could do less things even better. So many of you guys might have noticed, even in the past week or two or three, my podcast uploading schedule is a teeny bit off. It's really because of that. I've noticed that I need to change or shift or pivot, and it's not that I'm gonna end the podcast or anything. This isn't a big announcement. But at the end of the day. Um, I notice i need to pay attention more my kids are growing fast i feel like i am missing amazing moments because my days are so full and even though i think at the time those were good things for me to do because at the time it made sense right now i feel like a new chapter is opening up in my life and i talk to you guys about your life as a book some of you guys have experienced incredible trauma And it feels like that trauma is now going to shadow your entire life. You're carrying it like this heavy luggage, like I have this burden. And because I've been abused by my parents or because I have been, you know, made to feel like I am nothing or I had this really bad experience with a guy or whatever it was that you're carrying, you feel like it like it taints everything after that because you you are you're a scorn or you are, you're holding this deep, deep pain. And it feels like you're going to have to carry it forever. And it's going to influence your entire life. And, and I'm here to tell you, that's just not true. What happens is if you've ever read a good book, right, you have these different chapters and I'm not going to go all like, um, you know, primary school teacher on you here. But like, what I will say is, when you are in one chapter in the beginning right the person is developing the character is developing and then as it moves on and the story goes on you know whether it is an exposition or whatever part of the book you're in you are going to find that that character goes through many different challenges and those challenges end up shaping who they are and not every chapter is the same And yes, sometimes there are things in one chapter that will influence another chapter. But at the end of most stories, the character is resilient or they learn something or they've walked away. And here's the thing. You have the pen right now in your hand. This is the beauty of your story. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he gave you the choice to write the next chapter. You can choose to carry that pain with you every chapter and for it to influence the way you see yourself, you see the world, you see your family, you see your options. Or you can choose to put that, no, I'm not going to let this stop me. Now, some of us, we want that, but then we don't know how. Like these are all things I can't cover in five minutes on the podcast, but you know, I've covered them in several other episodes. If you want to go back and look. Scroll, scroll through some of the past episodes we have here. Go back. You'll see I do like little pockets. Sometimes I'll talk for a couple podcasts about emotions, sometimes about marriage, sometimes about um, organizational things, sometimes about divorce, like whatever it is. I've covered the topics that us women cover and I'll continue to by your request. But I want you to know that You are so much in control of that and Allah gives us free will and every day can be a new beautiful day. So basically what I'm trying to say is I have silenced everything so I could hear my inner voice and my inner voice is telling me it is time for a new chapter. It is time for this other level of yourself and part of it requires you to listen even more intently how you feel every day. When I wake up in the morning, when I don't feel so good, I'm listening to my body and I'm asking myself, can I push myself today or not? And I'm not trying to demotivate myself. What I'm trying to say is I'm really, really listening to how I feel. And if I feel like I need more water today because I feel more dehydrated, I'm actually listening instead of like powering through, grabbing coffee. And and, and there are times in my life where I have done that. I've slowed down or I've sped up, but I'm just reminding you today to check in with yourself. How are you feeling? Is it, is it overwhelming you? And we're going to have podcasts coming up a lot about inner emotion and feeling in September and October, because I can feel the vibe from women. There's a lot of healing that needs to be done. And we're going to be helping you walk through that. Inshallah, It's an honor to always connect with you ladies. And just letting you know that I am committing to trust the journey. I'm opening up a new chapter. I'm silencing and making space to hear my my inner voice every morning. I start with, like I said, you can see my routine on there, but um, on YouTube, but I basically get up and I, you know, do my duas and prayers and then I read the Quran and then I connect with myself. And then I do something that I enjoy. It could be taking a walk or reading a book or whatever it is that my children allow me to do in that moment. I do have a backyard, so I might sit outside, drink a cup of hot tea, and just listen to the birds or watch the leaves rustle. And we are so disconnected, so many of us, from this life because the phone is really a problem. And so I've also put down my phone a lot More probably why people can't reach me as much, but you know what? What I do is I make sure that everything that is burning, everything that someone needs for me, is done. So I know that anything after that is not urgent. I mean, there could be a case of an actual emergency, but I'm not from away from the phone for a long time. But some of us, we can't even put it down for five minutes. Let's just be honest. We put it down for five, we try, like, oh, I'm gonna go outside and look at the sky, and then after two minutes, we're like, "Mm, yeah, so let me check. Um, How the weather's going to be lately for the sky. Let me check, you know, oh, what's the consulate? Like we just have to have a need to pick up the phone again. And it's such a disease and we are so unhappy because of it. So I encourage you to reconnect with yourself. Put down your phone, make space and ask Allah for guidance and listen to what you need intuitively. Your body, your mind, your soul. What are you craving right now? What do you need right now in your life? And um, I continue to look forward to meeting you here in the podcast. You guys know where you can reach me. We have an entire website of resources and ways to connect with me, even on uh, free calls and so forth. www.mindful-muslimah.com Until next time, I look forward to talking to you then. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.